Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Job, which I do know, got my degree, and I'm paying on student loans now. Eh. 
vast majority of students intellectually capable of succeeding in college but lack the practical skills that are necessary to do so. Too many students don't realize that the workload in college requires a different approach than their high school work did. Well, true. On the other hand, the high academic achievers tend to have a lot of behaviors in common. This book highlights strategies for college success, both in and out of the classroom, that any student can apply. And she has a wonderful book out. Yes, she does. And this book is going to be helping students. It's called A Professor's Book of Secrets for College Students. And we will be learning the inside and out, why students prefer to drop out, and what we could do for you college students, and even the ones who haven't even started college yet. So let's give a warm welcome to my girl, Jay Hensley. Do call in at 347-426-3751, and the chat box will be opened up for you. Jay, it's so good to have you here again on the show. Thank you. Tanisha, thank you so much. I always love coming on your show. You're such a great host, and uh, we always have some great conversations, so I am more than happy to be on your show today. Thank you for the opportunity. You are so welcome. I tell you, the rain is coming down. I got me a nice cup of hot cocoa on the side. I'm feeling pretty relaxed. You know, I had to give out spill my sad story out, but, you know, that's the way things go. We got a little sadness, got a little happiness in between. But, like I said, I'm glad Jade is back on, and she has this wonderful book out called A Professor Book of Secrets for College Success. And I'm sure if I would have had that book, I could have been much more successful in college than I was because just reading the statistics and everything, I was one of those students, you know, not capable of understanding that the workload in college is very hard from high school, thinking, oh, I could get up, do my homework, and I'm going to still get that A. I'm going to still be on top of my game until I got that first exam, and I was like, oh. So, I well, I did have to read, but I really had to read, read, not just skim through, okay. And I tried to do it that day, and he gave me the exam. I forgot what course it was, Jay, and I I said, you know what? I give up. That's when you know you you be trying to pretend like okay, I could get these answers, but I gave up. I said, that's it. I'm just turning my paper on in. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did. I learned a valuable lesson. Do not procrastinate when you in college. And and another rule I had to learn: don't take the same courses that. Well, you don't take the course that you need after the first course because I was doing English 1101 and English 1102 at the same time. I had no guidance. I don't know what was going on with my counselor. He didn't guide me. I, I remember him exactly, just checking it off and said, that's what you want to tell I said, yes, okay, and moved me on. So I thought I was doing it, but then I failed, got kicked out, you know, went to suspension. My grades started going down. I couldn't pick them up. And I wasn't even partying. That's the bad thing, Jay. I wasn't a partying type. I like to watch TV and, and just relax because I was the only child. I didn't have no life like that. Um, but they started going down because I was going to Georgia State, and Georgia State kicked me on out. And I tried to get in Clayton State, but they found out about Georgia State, so I had to go back and get my associate's degree and start all over again. And then I went to Clayton State and got my bachelor's. And, of course, Georgia State, I think they hold that penalty against you, so they still didn't accept me um, to this day. Don't know if they will if I try to go back for my master's, but, you know, that, that's just a well-life lesson when you don't get the advice. And, and I didn't have that from my mother, so hopefully I can pass that on to my daughters. But, Jay, like I said, thank you for being on. I think this would be a great book for college students out there, especially for ones who are beginning to enter college. Yeah, thank you. Um, essentially, when I wrote it, I wanted to write the book that I wish I would have had before I began college because well, it's definitely why? a learning curve. Um, you know, I remember the first time I had to write a paper for English, I had to stay up till 1 a.m. the night before it was due, and it was due at like 8 o'clock in the morning the next day. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I was stressing. I was trying to get it right, and it was only a three-page paper. And, you know, in high school, you don't have to put much effort into a three-page paper, and you can still get an A. Right. So, um, you know, just remember staying up really late to finish this paper, and I'm thinking, okay, I will never do this again. And that was when I, um, you know, learned the value of really planning ahead. And there's all kinds of uh, different uh, things and strategies that you can do to learn how to plan ahead, but um, – you know, for my generation, and I think for a lot of college students, you really just kind of have to learn as you go. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think that students are um, as prepared as they were when I was graduating high school about 15 years ago, a little more than that. But, um, you know, I think it's just a case of where students are coming out less and less prepared every year, which is ironic mm-hmm. because they keep mm-hmm. making it harder and harder for students to get high school mm-hmm. diplomas. And, yes, um, you know, it's 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 a strange uh 
kind of a paradox that um, is going on because they keep raising the expectations and they come out less prepared. And uh, so my goal was to write a book where students could sit down and they could read it in less than two hours and they could come away with um, some wonderful information that would be the difference between them flunking out and them having some practical strategies that they could begin immediately to turn everything around. See, that, that's really a good idea. I, I'm glad you did this book. I do. I wish I had that book, too, back then, because that would have definitely got me, because when I was going to high school, it wasn't as much guidance. They went over that college application, but it wasn't like send down, let's see what your goals going to be. Is this what you want? This would be the perfect school for you. It wasn't like that. And like you said, more more of them are coming out and don't be prepared for this. Just the same way you go to college and you're not prepared, because I would have to say, I love Plain State. Great school. It's a great community. You get along with your teachers and everything. But at the same time, I don't think I got the preparation like I needed to actually be prepared to go into a newsroom. I felt so belittled just knowing that I'm standing up against students who went to Kennesaw State um, or um, George um, UGA, and I'm looking like, oh, Lord, you see. Because them schools right there, they got the news equipment. They had it all. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling like, oh, I don't have that. And I even felt it through some of the people I was talking, working around with, like, okay, like certain means they would have, they excluded me. Like, I didn't matter. And I looked, and I was like, if I went to one of them schools, see, I would have gotten noticed right, right away. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thankful for the education I did get, but it just wasn't enough compared to what I could have gotten. But I do understand that. And, and I think that's why a lot of times, I don't know. What, what, what do you think, Jay, reason why they dropped out? Because I didn't want to drop out. I wanted to keep going. Uh, it, it really depends. It's up to the individual student. There's a lot of reasons why students drop out. Um, I think a lot of it is um, academically related because they're smart enough to get through college, mm-hmm. but they had never really had to develop um, good skills to get through high school, a lot of them. So they come to college and they just become totally overwhelmed with it. You know, it's like they just, you know, somebody threw them into the deep end of the pool without telling them how to swim, essentially. So some students, absolutely, it's um, it's uh, lack of preparedness, not necessarily intellectually, but in terms of practical skills. And then, of course, you know, you always have your contingent that are going to drop out because, you know, they're partying all the time or, you know, some of them they run out of money or funding. But uh, a lot of what I'm seeing is, um, you know, students who they are perfectly intellectual capable of attaining degrees. They just don't understand the habits that they need to develop um, mm-hmm. to get through school. So I think for a lot of them, I think that's the reason. And like I said, the fact that the national college dropout rate is now more than 50%, that really scares me. It truly does. So, um, you know, I had to make my small contribution to try to, you know, correct that problem in terms of uh, writing this book and trying to get that information out there. Um, The book is, like I said, it's very thin. And it's only nine ninety nine because you know it can get Kindle version for four dollars and ninety nine cents because my goal is I just want to get this information out there and make it available and to tell students you know what congratulations you're smart enough to be in college you passed your entrance exams here you are do not let this wonderful opportunity slip away so essentially it's really a book of habits and little tips and tricks that people might not realize but I wanted to create a um, a window into a professor's head, because I think a lot of students, they have a hard time figuring out what it is that their professors want and what they expect. And I just wanted to completely dispel that mystery. Um, You know, I don't want to play head games with students. I just want them to know, here's exactly what you do to be successful for as much as I can. I want to hand them a very clear roadmap and say, okay, whatever it is you want to get to in life, you know, you have to get through college, so here's how you're going to get through this portion of it. Right, and I think most professors need to go back to understanding the workforce is actually changing and students need to learn what's actually going on now. And that's how I felt when I was at Clay State, Jay. I need to be mm-hmm. learning what they're doing in in the newsroom. I need to be doing hands-on. I can read the book all day. Oh, that's good. But what are we saying? When I got to Challenge 2 and Fox 5, I'm like, what? What to do? Like, I am actually feel like I'm learning. That's what internship is, learning. But I feel I would have had an upper hand if I would have gotten a start in college. That's what these college courses need to do. Whatever your degree is going into, that's what they need to pertain to. Okay, well, this is what they're going to actually be doing. 
prep them students for the realization of it all because when you get out there, it's like, okay, I'm not prepared. I don't know what to actually do. Now I got to go here and learn this. Like, oh, so that would probably discourage me. But like I said, I stuck on in there, and I just think that, you know, fewer than maybe, as they were saying, fewer than 15% are prepared for college-level science courses in, in high school, which they don't prep you up for um, science courses because I wasn't prepped up. And when I got to college, that's the first thing they make you take. You have to take biology. And I'm like, what? I, I don't understand all this chemistry stuff. Right, you have to actually take those for your entry-level courses. And they don't prep it up. But now my high school has changed over. So good luck to the students who are in the new and improved high school. So hopefully they'll be better when they get to college. Right. Yeah. So based on what you have observed as a professor, what do you think um, – students can really do just to get themselves prepared more than just having the pens and the paper? Well, I think one of the best things that uh, students can do uh, to be prepared for college is to become great note takers. I think that's one of the most important uh, uh, skills that a college student can have because so much of college is just lecturing, you know, even if they're going to go, you know, into something hands-on, um, you know, people think of computers as being more hands-on, or maybe they're going to go into culinary arts or whatever it might be that they tend to think of as traditionally hands-on. You're still going to be dealing with a lot of lecture because even a lot of lab classes in college are lab and lecture. So uh, what students really should focus on is becoming great note-takers. And what I suggest, um, because maybe somebody's out of high school and they don't have the opportunity to sit through it, um, my advice is... Watch a documentary on some topic that you're genuinely interested in, you know, whether it's a famous rock star, whether it's a historical event, whether it has something to do with um, what you're interested in or whether it's a TED Talk that doesn't, you know, necessarily relate to what you want to do. But sit down with a notebook and a pen and just get some practice taking notes, you know. And like I said, make sure it's something that interests you at the start and just, uh, you know, get an idea for the the feel of it and the speed of it because you have to get a great idea of how to take notes concisely because for the average American Board of English speaker, they're going to speak about 140 to 150 words of a minute, your professors will. Now, the average um, speed of handwriting for an American-born English speaker is 26 words a minute. So you've mm. really got to learn how to jot down the, the important parts of what a professor is saying very quickly mm-hmm. because, you know, right. you cannot just sit and take verbatim notes. It's just not possible. Right. You, can't, you don't want so to that's what, everything. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So I, it's, it's What I would do, Jay, when I was in class, sometimes my professor, he looked like, bless his heart, I love, I love you, Randy Clark. But sometimes it looks like he was all over the place, and you were like, "Okay, now Randy, you don't kind of you don't lost me, Professor Clark. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know where you don't left you don't went left field. So let me pull my record out, and that's how I would do. Or I would just pull it out, and then at the end of the day, I would go actually just listen to it and just type it in because I love to type my stuff in because mm-hmm. I'm kind of writing. It would get it would hurt my hand, so I said I could type faster sometimes than the writing part. But yeah, you have to be great note takers, and also. I don't care what profession you you are in. Somewhere you're gonna to have to write, so it's always exactly. good. Don't write, don't write. Very advisable. So make sure you take those. But get guidance. Get the right guidance counselor too. Don't get the kind to check you off and you take the seven courses and you thinking you're good for your first freshman year. Your mama dropped you off for the first year out to high school. You feeling good? You off to college your first day and you fail right on through. And he didn't even let you know. Right. That's how I, that's how he did me. Check me off, Jade, and tell my yeah, that's what you want to take. And I'm taking 1101 and 1102 like a darn fool. I remember I took astrology. I had philosophy. God bless my heart. I I, I was suffering, Jade. I was I was truly suffering. I didn't know what the heck was going on. I said, what is this? This is not high school, Lord. How much would I get myself into? Them courses, right, and them I think that's a culture shock. Right. That a lot of college students have to adjust to. It was a big culture shock. I was not ready. I was not ready for that. I think would be good too if they let I don't know let high school students probably go on a tour or something, maybe sit in some of the classes perhaps and um, give homework to them and see what it's actually like. Just I don't know, do a trial and error run so they will really see what college is all about. Because college is it can be tough if you're not prepped up. 
And my mother right. didn't go to college. My mother didn't go to college, so she didn't know. So she only mm-hmm. did her best to just get me back to that point. Okay, I want you to go to school. That's all she knew. I want you to go to I don't know why I want you to go to school. I just want you to be successful, something like that. But I didn't get the preparation. So I think they need to start actually doing that. And I love the, I do love the fact that most of the high schools now are implementing um, some programs like you. Um, well, my high school now, it has um, health and science and it has law. Back then, you didn't mm-hmm. get that in science class. In science class, all I remember my teacher ever telling us to do was write vocabulary words, and I saw the bad kid, the bad students in the back throwing paper. That was about it. That's all I learned from science. It was no cutting up, no frogs. I didn't learn about the body or nothing else. That's how bad my, my high school was because some of the students kept others from learning. So I was right. thankful when I graduated. Thank you. I can get away from these nuts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and that is the reality of it. I mean, if a high school teacher doesn't really understand how to manage a classroom, the good students are going to suffer. It's not just the bad students, you know, that um, are going to be losing out. It it really does create a negative environment that uh, the good students, um, unfortunately, will suffer as well. Yeah, it it does. It does, because I didn't learn like that. That's why I said I'm I'm thankful that they have remarked my school over, and I hope them kids get the best education that they can, because I didn't get... I didn't get that. I got what the, the teachers tried to teach you due to the fact, like I said, you got students interrupting class all day. So, yeah, and that, I think that stopped me from getting prepped up for college. So what are some, other than that, note-taking, what are some other good habits for college students to develop, Jade? Well, um, one thing that I, I would recommend for any student before they go to college um you know, you can get on the Internet and you can find these lists of all these novels that you're supposed to read before you go to college. Well, chances are no high schooler is going to read 100 classic novels before they step into college. So um, I would recommend that they read two before they go to college. Um, I would recommend 1984 by George Orwell, and I would recommend To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee because those two books are going to be referred to the most um, out of probably anything else that they would ever read. And th- those uh, books are so applicable to a wide variety of courses, uh, from history to literature to political science. So I would say if you read those two, that will give you a tremendous advantage because a lot of times you'll hear professors referring to those two novels more than anything. Because I didn't get, I didn't hear my professor too much mention them. But Jay's right though. Sometimes it's all, it's better to be prepared than not know what you're getting into. Just in case if your professor happened to bring it. Oh yeah, I read that. And sometimes if you look up, you can actually get the professor's website and go on there and see what their expectations are for class. So that's one of my professors. He will have his stuff already prepared. So when you take his course, you know, okay, I got to do this. I got to do a um, 12-page paper. I got to read this. I got to do that. It's already prepped up, so it's not like you're going in blindfolded. Right, and that's a great thing, and more professors should do that. Mm-hmm. They need to definitely start getting in the habit of doing that. Let your students know what they're getting into. <laughs> they mm-hmm. get into it. Even, even if they can't run for it, knowing that that's their last class they got to have for graduation, they know they can't run for it because I promise if I could have had dropped this class, I would have. But I knew I couldn't run from it. I was stuck. I knew what. Right. <laughs> right. So, now, in this book, it's some unexpected secrets about professors that college students might not know. So what are those, Jay? Well, one thing that you can really do um, that is a great thing is before you hand in a paper, take an extra five or ten minutes, reread the entire list of what the expectations are for that um, because that extra five to ten minute polish could be the difference between an A and a B because you know a student could do that and realize they have their uh, page numbers on the wrong place or maybe they didn't put them in at all um, you know maybe they were supposed to um, put it in a three hole punch binder and maybe they stapled it or maybe they paper clipped it every professor has specific expectations of what they want done mm-hmm. and how to do it so that extra five minute polish um, could really be the difference between an A and a B. Um, and another great thing that students can do is uh, sitting in the front row, or at least the second row, it's that will help, help you. Right. Uh, and, it, and it doesn't just help a student um, to pay attention better. It really gives the professor a chance to get to know them better. Because if a student's right. going to be sitting eight rows back with a baseball cap on their head, you're barely going to, you know. you're not concerned at all. 
Right, and not only that, though, um, you know, the thing with baseball caps, when when they're sitting that far away, that really kind of hides their face, and you feel like you don't get to know them as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So students who sit in the front row, they will get to know their professors better, and to know them in the long run is a great thing, because um, even if the, you know, whatever class you're in, maybe that doesn't deal with the field that you want to go into, but you have no idea who professors are related to or who they're friends with. Um, so, you know, someday you could be looking for an internship or a job, and if that professor knows you and they think that you're a great student, they could pick up the phone and say, hey, I've, I've got a wonderful young person who I can recommend for this job. Uh, you just have no idea um, what the mm-hmm. connections might be. So it's always to your advantage to really get to know your professor. So um, yes. that's a wonderful thing, too. And I, but, I have um, all my professors on Facebook, and I kept in touch, and one of my professors, she um, ended up mentioning a job to me. She didn't. Mm-hmm. She just referred it to me. So yeah, definitely want to get in contact. Professor, your best contact. They're your greatest network. If you don't network with anyone else, get definitely stay close to your professor. Sit up in that front row. Let them know that you're intrigued. Always talk to them. That's a good thing. And one thing about most professors, they always have an open door policy. So you can mm-hmm. always set up good time to meet with them or just walk on into the office. You know that those yes. are definitely some great tips. And you write about that about checking and make sure you always check over your work because if they check it, boy, you know that grade goes down to see you like, what? I thought I did yeah, it right because that's how. And, and people don't necessarily realize that um, college, you know, most college professors are pretty anxious to help their students in any way they can because they want to see they you do well. Not just because, right, not just because they care about you as a person, and most professors really genuinely do, but the other thing is anything they can do to make their own school look good, it's better for everybody. It's better right. for the professors, right. it's better for the students. So anything that they can do to enhance the image of the school, I think most of them will do it. But as far as you saying about mm-hmm. how you uh, are Facebook friends with a lot of your professors, I think that's a great thing because I'm uh, Facebook friends with a number of my professors and I've been out of school for quite a few years now. But I just had right. a speaking engagement last month um, because one of my professors who I kept in contact with um, have, you know, saw this opportunity come up, and she mentioned me to the event coordinator, and and that's how I got, uh, you know, this great speaking gig recently. So, um, you know, it, it just really, it's a great thing to cultivate genuine relationships uh, with people because not only does it give you professional advantages, it's just, you know, it's it's nice for your personal life too when you, you know, can look back at people and, you know. In the short term, when you have them in your class, they're you know they're mentors and you're learning from them, and that's great. But uh, they really can evolve into genuine friendships as uh, as you age. So I think it's a great thing. But um, you oh, know, professors it, are human too, you know, and and uh, you know you just have to keep that in mind, no matter how intimidating they can seem sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You made me think about mine, Doctor Spence, when I needed to take his graduation class, and he had his specific roots. I want 12 pages. I want 25 sources. You can look at a newspaper, but it had to be between such, such dates. Um, mm-hmm. And he wanted specifically just the way he wanted it. He ended up still, I think he still gave me a, he gave me a seat on the paper. I'm like, darn, I'm trying to fifth grade, but I still, I still passed. He said, mm-hmm. he came to me. He, he made me feel good, Jay, when he came to me on that last day of school. He said, this day you passed my class. Um, I think I did with a B. And I was just so thankful for that because that was a special day because my father, his birthday was on that day. And he, he, he's he been gone for over 23 years, so I was thankful that he, he let me graduate on his birthday. I was so thankful for that. But, you know, another good thing, too, when you're doing certain classes, find out who took the classes as well because that can help you out, too, because that's how I was able to really kind of get my paper out there to read. Let other people read. I was like, look. You all took this course, and I started talking to me, oh, yeah, I took that course. I can read over your paper. I'm like, okay. And they was giving me pointers on, okay, you need to change this. I don't know what anger. So that, that can help you, too, when other students have taken the class. Talk to them. It don't hurt. Get advice. Hey, you trying to pass oh, that course? Why? Right, I'm trying to pass. I'm not trying to keep taking you over and look at you all day. I don't do. I don't like to repeat courses, which i never done, and that was my motto. I don't repeat courses, though. So I'm going to do whatever I can to pass this course. So, yeah. Talk to whoever. It's always other ways. That's how we sell books to one another. Talk to people who, who <laughs> got the info. <laughs> you got to right. But we're going to take a short. We're going to be right back, unfortunately. Yeah, we got to take a short commercial break, but don't touch that down. We'll be right back with Jay Hensley talking about more on this situation. So stay tuned. 
There's only one station that will keep you happy. Blog Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be warm place on a full day. I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. All right. A professor's book of tickets for college success is the name of the book. And Jay Hisley is the author behind this, teaching you ways to get connected in college so you don't have to think about the option of dropping out. We want you to stay on in there and get the degree because it will mean so much. But, Jay, a lot of people probably would say to you, why should I go off to college? We have a lot of successful people who didn't go off to college and, and made it. We have um, the guy who created Facebook. We also have the gentleman who did Dropbox. These people didn't go off to college, but they're successful now. Well, um, I would say um, that's really pretty rare that somebody hits major success without a college degree this day and age. Um, you know, a lot of uh, people that don't go to college, they don't really have a whole lot of options for jobs that they're probably going to want to stay in long term. Um, you know, sometimes the jobs are lower-paying, lower-wage jobs that, you know, people don't necessarily want to take. Um, but then the other thing, some of the jobs that do pay good money to uh, people that don't have degrees, they're not jobs people can really do long-term, long-term. You know, if they're, like, really labor-intensive, you know, people can be ruining their knees and their backs by the time they're 40. So even though, yes, it is possible, um, some people – don't go to college or some people don't finish college and they end up ultra successful, it's not probably going to be likely. So I would say I, I really do believe that a college degree is the way to go um, because if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be teaching. I certainly wouldn't have wrote a book about it. So, Right, right. I do agree, I do agree with that. I, I think the ones, if they, if they are successful, kudos to you, but that's, I agree with you too, Jay, that that's not the advice I want to give you to say, oh, Okay, because sometimes it don't work out like that. I have not thought of an idea yet to make me successful. So, yeah, school was, school is the best advice for me, even if I'm not in my field yet. I'm, I still have my degree. So, And it's like mm-hmm. this. I'd rather have my degree than not to have it at all. And then when the job comes along, then it's like, okay, now I got to go back to school just to do this, just to get this job. And, oh, now that's time consuming. Um, So, Jay, what are some expectations that, you know, students might not even realize, because I know we talked about the secrets, but students might not realize that professors have? Um, Well, some of the unexpected expectations, um, one of them is that students are just going to be able to plan and prepare well, because sometimes I hear students say things like, professors assign homework like they are the only class they have to take, and depending on what you're majoring in or what you're minoring in, students can really be Mm -hmm. overwhelmed by the workload. So, um, you know, we, we expect people to be able to prioritize and schedule, and uh, students right. can't do that. Um, that's part of the reason why I wrote this book. There's some wonderful practical tips in there. Um, but another thing that tends to get students in trouble in terms of their grades is students will hand in uh, homework that's not written in complete sentences. And a lot of times professors don't even specify that they're supposed to be in complete sentence because it's such a basic expectation in college. Okay, um, Unless you're told to just write T or F for true and false, just assume that your professor wants a, you know your full sentence answers. So always be sure to do that. Um, and another thing that students might not realize, because most college students, you know, they're 18 or 19 years old, and they have a great set of eyes in their head. And uh, so if they're handing in something um, that's handwritten, to make sure that they, they're printing reasonably large enough for the, for the professor to read it. Because some students, I swear, I don't know how they do it, but I think they sharpen their pencils with lasers, and then they write in, like, negative .7 font. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, even though I, I don't need reading glasses, but I swear some of them, their handwriting so small, it's like I have to, you know, get within like three inches of their paper just to try to decipher it. So that's another great tip is to make sure that you're writing not only legibly neatly, but make sure, you know, you're writing reasonably large enough for a person to read. 
Um, and another thing that I would suggest um, this day and age, because a lot of professors, and I'm one of them, um, we like to have homework uh, assignments handed in electronically. Um, and one thing that I really want to emphasize to students is always make sure that whatever program your professor says to hand the work in, make sure it's in that program. Um, you know, personally, I like, I like documents... Yeah, I was to say, a lot of professors, you know, uh, myself included, like Microsoft Word, but the problem is students, they decide they don't want to pay for Microsoft Word and they don't want to take the trouble to go to a library or computer lab um, and use it there. What they'll do is they'll just download some free app and they'll do their homework on their phone um, or, or some similar device. And so they just think, okay, you know, good enough, and they'll hand it in. And it just ends up being this really messy jumble that doesn't jive with my computer. And so it'll, like you know, an essay will be one, you know, just continuously running paragraph with no page breaks, and sometimes mm -hmm. the sentence breaks don't even line up, so there's not spaces between the punctuation marks. So um, never, ever, as a, for students, never, ever substitute uh, free apps for whatever program uh, the oh, professor no. has specified. No, I always use Microsoft, but lately I've been using another program, and I pulled up something, and I could not see nothing on my resume. All I seen was little squares. I was like, what is this? Yeah, the cheap way always gets you blown out the door. And if you feel that you're going to be late with your work, discuss that with your professor. Don't take yes. it upon yourself to say, oh, I'm going to turn it in anyway. Okay, yeah, you go right on ahead. And when you get that off, don't look surprised because you didn't discuss that. Don't do like you want to do. And that brings me to the point my friend Tom Jones, who was my mentor at Challenge 2, He's a reporter for WSB TV, and he was he was mentioning on Facebook how this young lady emailed him that she needed um, information from him for an assignment, and she said she needed it by midnight. He said by the time she emailed him, it was 1155. He said, mm -hmm. okay. He he didn't even, first of all, in this situation, anytime you're looking for a news reporter, trust believe me, they're all online. All she had to do was Google. And if you watch the news station like you really supposed to, you would have seen that they even have their Twitter name up there on the news station. Any news station around the country does that now. They have Twitter links, so there was no excuses. He told, but he he was nice about it. He didn't help her with the assignment, but he told her next time, you know, be more professional about it. And besides, um, make sure you, when you write to a professional person, make sure you read read over what you wrote because the way she emailed him was not professional. At all, right. he, and he he turned it down. You got to be mm -hmm. prioritized anytime because this is the real business. You going into a field, a news report, you got to be up on your A game. Any field you're going into, people want you to be time pop. You got to be up on it. You can't just be half stepping. There's so many people who are hungry to get what you want, and you messing around. Like and probably and poor girl Jay probably had the assignment forever, but she wasted time just lot of gagging. Right. Yeah, and and that's the thing too. Um, you know, students need to learn to learn the difference between writing an email to a professional person and sending a text message to a friend. You know, because Why? make sure you you know make sure you address the person and make sure you sign your name to it and make sure that you're using you know capital letters where you should and punctuation. Because if you get something and it's just all lowercase and it's just a continuing run on sentence, it's it's you know, I have a harder time taking that seriously um, because, you know, people need to remember that when they're talking to their professors, it is professional communication, and it's just a good yeah. habit to get into. You know, if you don't know how to write an email properly, talk to somebody, you know. There will be somebody right. that will show you, you know. Right, right. People, it's no problem with that. That's why they have writing centers in the in the school. They help you out. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Get somebody to read over your stuff. I'd rather... I, I don't care how good I am in writing. I'd rather for somebody to read over to make sure that I'm doing it right. It's, it's like you said, it's to improve that B to an A because that's what you could have got. You could have got that B because you didn't do what you had to do because you didn't search out the mistakes. Let's do that. It's, it's so simple when we take our time out to do what we need to do. But as you said, that's why you have this book out so we could prep you up better because a lot of people don't understand that this is what's going to happen when you get in college. There is, don't let them movies fool you now. There are fraternities and sororities, but at the same time, it's not all fun and games. You will be, they will kick you so far out of college like they did me at Georgia State, and they don't forgive you easily. Once they suspend you and you're on that suspend, they don't forgive you. They don't care what you went through. I went and got my social degree, honey, they say, okay, 
you still not you still can't come back here and get your bachelor's. They they did not forgive me on that. So it's not it's not hard. It's not easy. Thinking they're gonna just oh yeah, they're not mama. They the real deal. So um besides that, what are some other ways, Jay, that maybe high school students should prepare themselves for college? Because I know we talked about maybe hopefully one day they'll have a way for them to take courses inside the college classroom and actually see what it's like to be in that professor's um, class. Well, one of the things that I would suggest, and um, it kind of goes into the last thing that we talked about, is um, make sure that your writing skills are up to par because everybody tells um, college or tells high school students, oh, you know, you you have to have, you know, your math grades have to be really high. And that's true. Um, you know, because I don't think anybody can get even an associate's degree in anywhere in this country without taking at least one college math course. And if you're going into a bachelor's degree program, you're probably looking at at least two. And it could be more depending on the field that you want to go into. So if anybody wants to pursue computers, they're going to be taking multiple math courses. Um, but uh, I don't think they put nearly enough emphasis on writing skills because, you know, you might use your, you, you know, college-level math for one or two classes, but you will be writing in literally every single course you take. If you take a gym class in college, you're going to be writing papers, believe it or not. And a lot of times, yeah, and a lot of times uh, students, you know, they're not exactly sure how to uh, structure their sentences or structure paragraphs, some of them, um, because there's always such a huge, you know, variety of of, uh, the level of preparedness you see, because some students have really mastered it well, and then there's others who really have not. But um, a lot of uh, high schools are actually getting rid of keyboarding programs because everybody, you know, is texting now by junior high and people know the loud mm-hmm. of the QWERTY keyboard, and that's great. But a lot of times they're missing basic things, like they don't know they to indent are. at the start of a sentence Fine. or they don't know I'm to skip uh, two spaces after the exclamation point Fine. or, the, you know, whatever uh, punctuation mark is ending a sentence. So um, it's really basic things like that. And I think one of the best things that they can do is to really pay attention in English class and learn how to write effectively because that is a component of every single college course you're going to take. And, and Jay, just to add, in addition to that, they're also getting rid of cursor writing. I grew up learning how how to do cursor writing. Students don't even know how to do cursor writing. They don't even know the Roman numerals anymore. These are things they're taking out. Like you said, they're taking out keyboarding. I don't need – I don't – I can't type on my phone to somebody. I need to really be able to think. I love my computer. I love to type on it. Because by the end of the day, this phone might be off, and I can't send. I can't send nothing if that phone bill not paid. So I need my. I need my actual computer. And you know what? Um, I know a lot of them probably not going to be prepped up for this, but this is for all you high schoolers. You come to our work. Research, research. The biggest scary word. You better learn how to research. Get back into the library. Cut the computers down because a lot of your professors, no, ma'am, you will not be using that computer to do your whole research paper, no, baby. And if you do, some of them use Galileo, but you still have to go out and get your own book. Oh, yeah, all that's included. Mm-hmm. I had to do it for my paper. I had to actually go out, and I had to go to different schools to get my books. I had to go all the way to Emory University and get my books, and that's what it is. You got, You need to be able to write at least a six- to nine-page research paper. You mm-hmm. got to have that experience to learn how to develop your thesis. And the main thing they used to teach us in school, that's how times really have changed. They used to tell us, oh, have your three main points. Okay, what if you got five or six main points that you want to collaborate into one sentence? How will I be able to collaborate seven points into one sentence where I'll have to do comma, comma, and then and while sounding so boring to the reader? So those are um, good notes. And not to play, please do not plagiarize. Professor, catch on to that in a heartbeat. They will catch on to that and call you out. That will be the biggest suspension ever. You will be up out their school. Um, and like Jay said, note taken. Get up on your reading skills. Make sure practice. Learn how to read large amounts because your professor might want you to read two chapters within that night, and you need to be uh, able to comprehend it and give back what you all learned. So those are very good skills. I'm, like I said, Jay, I'm glad that you have this out Um Oh, and Jay, another good thing I think that we left off too, I think they need to learn about behavior in classrooms, being respectful. Because sometimes you think because you're in college you got rights to do what you want to do. And some professors, they don't play that. you on Facebook, on your laptop, or you're texting in class. 
put your phone up and be respectful because a lot of times mm-hmm. they would tell you, I need your phone off because they would send you about the classroom if you're disrespectful. So, yeah, some of them, need they need to learn that and always be on time. Please, try to be on time. Be mm-hmm. on time because that's a that is the rudest thing. I remember one time when I was in school and I was late for the teacher class. I, bo- I was so scared. Jay just walking out like, Lord, everybody was looking at you. You know how the door creaks when you're walking in late. You're like, oh, Lord, trying to hurry up and get to a seat. You don't miss half of the class notes. <laughs> yeah. So. And, um, yeah. It's, yeah, as I say, you know, I, speaking for myself, texting in class is like one of my biggest pet peeves that I see Ooh, students yes. do. But I will say this much, um, you know, professors are human, and we understand that life happens, and sometimes people have outside situations wow. that they have to deal with. Maybe they have a family emergency or, they you know, maybe, right, as I say, or maybe it's a case of where if they're freshmen and they're just coming into the area and, you know, they're waiting about a call for a job, or that could also happen if they're seniors. Um, but if you have some sort of extenuating circumstance, get to class a minute or two early and just let your professor know um, have the situation that I'm dealing with is it okay if I leave my phone on? And most professors, you'd be surprised, most professors will say absolutely, you know, because if they leave the phone on vibrate and we see them take off, you know, on the hall, you know, for me, I'm okay with that if I'm informed of the situation ahead of time. You know, and like you said, they don't necessarily have to tell me what it is they're going through, but if they say, you know, there's a family emergency going on right now, can I take a call if need be? Absolutely, you know. Sure, go get up and, and go take your phone call out in the hallway. I'm perfectly fine with that because, you know, Why? life happens and, and things happen, and sometimes you just have to deal with situations. So if you're going through something like that, just let your professor know, and chances are they're going to be perfectly Why? fine with you taking a phone call if you need to. Why? Because I consider professor just like high school teachers, although you just got a master's degree or even a doctorate, um, which affords you even greater respect. So just be respectful because now you're an adult. No one is treating you like a child, and that's what college is all about. They're not going to go in there and baby you. Oh, let me wipe your skin. No, you do your homework, and if you don't understand it, email them. Get in contact with them. Don't wait till the last minute. Oh, I didn't understand, so I didn't do it. Because then you're going to have that elf. And most of the time, if they let you make it up, that's half of your grade off. So, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. talk to your um, professors. Um, my professor, he would get mad if he caught you on Facebook. You look like you up there typing. If you're on Facebook, he would, he would tell you. Shut your computer off right now because it's, it's annoying. you got to be respectful. You think you have rights. And some professors will let you eat in their class because I know I used to um, for my film class. She would have watch a movie. You go over, but you can eat. But some don't, you know. So it's just rules and regulations that you have to abide by in each professor's class, and that's the only way. And like I said, I always try to be on time. And if you feel like not, get a peer that would definitely be able to take good notes for you. A good buddy, because I have one. We'll share notes, and I email her my notes. So it's always good. Do not be a do not be a stick in the mud. You better socialize with other people, because college is rough, and it'd be a lot easier when you communicate with everybody. But Jay, I really do thank you for coming on, sharing these tips with us, and I hope somebody out there really got these good tips because we gotta get our babies on board. That's why I call them. We gotta get your babies on board so you can be prepared, because college is no joke in the God knows you don't want to go in there failing because the wish is so high and student loans. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because even if a student drops out, they're still accountable to pay back those student loans. And, you know, nobody wants, you know, I mean, nobody wants to be, you know, working for a job that's not much better than minimum wage when they have to shell out literally hundreds of dollars a month for a student loan payment for a degree they didn't get. Um, You know, but it's, I mean, it's true. I mean, somebody could fail out partway through their second year and be $30,000 in debt, you know. I mean, that's perfectly realistic nowadays. So that's why it's so important that students need to, you know, realize – what they're uh, what they're getting into because I think most most American um, young Americans are capable of attaining a degree. You just have to be able to get into the habits and the the right behaviors and know what it takes to make it possible. Why right. you got to stay focused? You go in that bull job and that's when you fail and that's no that's no joke. Oh, trust and believe me. I learned from my experiences just messing around, doing thinking that procrastination is no good for you. And that part, what you said, Jade, about how to still pay it back even when you don't complete, yes, because I took online courses with Liberty University to do my master's, and I dropped out because online classes are definitely, definitely to me, difficult because they gave me a finance course, and I was like, what? 
I was looking through that book. I said, you want me to time this by this? I don't understand this. I need to be in class. So I tried it again for the second time because I said, okay, the first time didn't work. So I just gave up, and they still wanted They was like, yeah, we still need our money. Uh, yeah, so you can go ahead and pay that back. Luckily, it wasn't too high. And right now, at the moment, I'm probably at I'm at 42000 back on my student loans, but I am making payments. But it, it really, it hurts. I'm thankful I do have my degree, though, but and two loans are no joke once you start taking them out. So, yeah. So, Jay, thank you once again. Make sure you pick up Jay's book, a Professor's Book of Secrets for College Success. You can find it on Amazon for $9, Jay, you said? Yep, nine ninety nine, and the Kindle version is four ninety nine. You can't beat that for some skills from a from an expert who knows you can't get no better than that. A professor who's giving you the inside secrets. <laughs> you that's the... Hey, that's the best advice. You better take it while you can because advice out here is not free anymore. In high school, it might be, but once you get out here on your own, it's not free. But, Jay, thank you so much. You know I'm always staying in touch with you, keeping up on all your good books that you have. You're a wonderful author. Thank you so much, Technicia. appreciate the opportunity to be on your show today. Oh, you are so welcome. You have a blessed one. And, oh, and happy holidays to you, too. All righty. Thank you. Happy holidays to you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. And my love friends, I appreciate you for tuning in on this rainy day in Georgia. So if you're in Georgia, you already know it's raining like cats and dogs. But my truth of the day from my friend Mary Ellen is this. Learn to let go of the past and accept things as they are now. Your emotional sensitivity to others is usually based on past experiences instead of present reality. A simple word, gesture, or tone of voice can put you back in a place where you feel uncomfortable. Be aware of these feelings. Cope with them by envisioning yourself surrounded by healing energy. Release these past hurts and glide through the day with comfort. Say now, today, allow and let go. Forgive. Enjoy the day, everyone. Don't let anyone stress your day. And please, if you are beginning to start college, you better pick up this book, Now and Forever. Hold your peace. But I'll, be, I'll see you tomorrow. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless.